On this week's episode of Life and Lessons, I explain to you why I missed so many of my goals last year. I talk about what I'm doing this year to make sure I achieve my targets. And I go into some detail of how you can plan and review this year, even in the middle of January, to make sure that you get done this year what you want to get done. Hey, what is going on? Welcome to this episode number 147 of Life and Lessons. I'm Sean Spooner, and if you're new here, here's what you need to know. This podcast is a place where I tell the story of growing a business, of growing as a person, and of taking on some fairly unusual challenges, sometimes on my own and sometimes joined by the most interesting people. I know the only thing that's guaranteed with this podcast is that every time you press play, you're going to learn something new. And it is good to be back. It has been Three or four weeks, I'm not sure exactly how long since I last recorded an episode because of course I did what I do every mid to late December, early January and take a few weeks off over Christmas where I don't need to worry about the the continuous, the never ending cycle of getting an episode of this out every week. But I'm really happy to be back. I have missed having this outlet where I sit and I think out loud and I share some ideas and we discuss them and so on. So it's good to be back. Uh, Whatever you got up to, I hope you had a good Christmas. I hope you had a good new year. I hope that you're excited for this year and that you have goals and ambitions and things that you want to just get cracking on with this year. Um, In a way, that's kind of what I'm going to talk about this week, because I just want to give you an update on what I've been doing for the past few weeks. And really, most of that focuses in in, around the idea of just planning 2023 and reviewing where I've been for the last year, reviewing what I have done, more importantly, reviewing what I have not done, and then trying to use that insight to, to plan the goals for this year in a sensible way. Uh, So I'm going to chat about that, chat about the process I followed um, in a little bit more detail, a little bit less scripted than the YouTube video that you may have seen that I uploaded a few weeks ago. Uh, And then just give you an update of what else I've been doing and what to expect this year. So let's begin at the beginning, right? So last time we spoke, I was just about to fly to Dublin to do the end of year review. And it was good, to be honest. It was a nice couple of days away. Uh, my flight out of Heathrow was a few hours delayed and then we sat on the tarmac for like an hour and a half because we needed to wait for a new landing slot. So it wasn't the overly relaxing day that I imagined it would be on the way to Dublin. It was also the World Cup final that day. So I put my laptop down in Heathrow and basically allowed those around me to use it as a TV. Um, got to Dublin, got to the hotel, checked in. And then that night, to be honest, I just chilled. I kind of set up the room for the next day, made sure my laptop was on charge, everything I needed was just kind of where it needed to be. And then I just chilled out. I went to bed. I don't think I watched any TV or anything, just slept, woke up. And then the next day I followed the grip methodology that we have spoken so much about on this podcast, Rick Pastor's book, Grip. And inside of that, in I think chapter six or seven, he has the year review Uh, process that he follows and it's essentially that you sit down you review the previous year using things like your calendar and your camera roll and then you kind of work out what you did what you didn't do you review that against the goals that you set this time last year and then using all of that you plan goals for this year and I won't go into too much detail there because like I say that is all contained in the YouTube video Uh, that'll make sure it's linked in the show notes if you want to watch it of the exact process I followed but I think what was most interesting about following that process this year is that this time last year when I set the goals that I wanted to hit in 2022 
it felt like they were exciting and achievable and exactly what I wanted. And yet, 12 months later, they felt really distant, right? They felt like things that I didn't hit or didn't care about or didn't relate to anymore. And I spoke about this recently, right, in maybe the the last episode, the eight lessons from 2022 episode, that when you review your goals one year later, you realize just how long a year is. Because it's not that the context changes, of course it does, but it's that you as a person change so much in a full year that many of the goals that you once had just don't excite you anymore. They don't appeal to you. Something has changed to mean that they are no longer relevant. But yet with all of that said, because that sounds a little bit like an excuse as to why I didn't hit those goals, I had to kind of look inwards when I was doing this process and work to understand why there were so many goals that I didn't hit right because I made those goals at some point and there was never a point in the year when I sat down and I was like right I don't relate to these anymore or I don't want to hit these it was always up until the 11th hour up until literally the flight to Dublin right there was no point where I'm like I don't want these goals anymore they were still the goals for the year just most of them weren't hit right whether they were monetary goals whether they were podcast content goals whether they were some of the business area goals some of the things that we were looking to launch at the beginning of last year and then context change and we didn't I think a big component that was missing from my goals last year and I guess as an extension my life last year was building in intentional time to pause and reflect and review and go again right because I sat in that hotel room a year and a bit ago now and I made some goals And they were wicked and I was excited and they were going to see me through for the next year. And then I kind of ignored them. I sat down briefly in June or July and I reviewed my goals. But really, other than that, they just lived in a document and I'd look at them occasionally and be like, cool, I've done this thing. I haven't done these 11, whatever it might be. So the first big reflection, and this is something that I have very intentionally taken into this year with me. And I suggest that you do the same if you want to achieve anything this year is I have taken from my list of goals for this year, for the whole year, right? I've taken a smaller list of things that I want to get done in the first 90 days of the year, the first quarter. And I've created a separate document, a separate list on my phone of the, let's say 10 or so goals. I'm not sure exactly how many are in there for the first quarter. So I can kind of ignore the rest of the goals for a moment, right? There are things I still need to be doing to hit like content output, Uh, targets and so on but generally I can just ignore those goals and the 10 that I need to focus on I can give all of my sorry all of my attention to but then beyond that it gives me a deadline right it means that I can't say oh I'll just do that in July oh October's a great time no like I have 90 days to work towards these goals and there will be a very binary yes or no answer at the end of March when I sit down to review whether I hit those goals which will be did I reach this goal or not? Yes, no. And if it's yes, fantastic. That means that the the deadline moving forward, Parkinson's law, right, work expands to fill the time which we give to it will have played in my favor. Because I moved forward the deadline by nine months, I would have hit the goals early. That's great. But then on top of that, it means that if I have to answer no to certain things at a 25% point in the year, when there's still a hell of a long time to go, I can ask myself important questions like, do I still believe in this goal? Has the context changed to mean that this goal needs to shift or is no longer relevant? Or if I still really believe in it, 
what do I need to be doing differently in the next 90 days to hit it? Because the, the previous 90 days clearly wouldn't have been adequate, right? There would have been something wrong with my measurement or my motivation or the level of input that I was putting towards achieving this goal. So breaking out these these big goals into smaller goals and then in my calendar once every three months having a period of time where I sit and I review. But then on top of that, with those broken out goals, so the Q1 goals right now, but of course in the next quarter it'll be Q2 and Q3 and so on, I will literally, and I have been doing this, look at them every single day. Because when you wake up in the morning on like a random Thursday and it's raining outside and like you're like just another day like I need to go to the office and do this and maybe I'm doing something in the evening it's so easy to allow yourself to just live in that singular day right live by your schedule as I recommend you do but in such a way where you're just zeroing in on what you're doing that day and you'll deal with tomorrow tomorrow and you'll deal with next week next week but do that too many times in a row as I learned last year right be in the the worker brain rather than the boss brain mode for too long this is a concept we've spoken about before and very quickly despite how long a year is, you can find yourself, because I found myself at the end of the year, having not really looked up, right? Having not really taken stock of what's happening or where you've been going to the point whereby, yes, you have been dealing with everything that you need to deal with day in, day out. And therefore, yes, it's easy to feel on a day or a week or even a month scale that everything's going well, because that's how last year felt. It felt like everything was going well, right? The business was doing what I needed to do. Uh, The content was growing, like all of these different buckets of life, family, friends, all this stuff, fitness in a short time frame. I was like, cool. Yeah, I've I've been dealing with this or I can I can deal with this next week, whatever it might be. But I was a little bit humbled when I opened that list of goals in that hotel room. And I was like, I've done fucking nothing right now. I'm being harsh on myself for Uh, for the purpose of making this point like last year was good and I achieved a lot and I had a lot of fun and lots moved forward and I learned a lot and all this stuff right but if I were to just measure it on the goals which were the things that were my goals for last year then last year can be written off in some senses as a failure right and so that's really important that's the first big takeaway that I am bringing into this year having reviewed last year which is that goals are great And I have a list of maybe 39, 40 of them for this year, broken into all the different sections that Rick recommends in the book Grip. However, I'm going to be reviewing those goals more often. A, and most importantly, to make sure that I'm holding myself accountable to hit them. Because if I review that list in a year, what good is that? The time is up. I can't do anything at that point, right? Uh, But B, just to make sure that they are all still relevant. Because some of the things in that list are evergreen right? They're nice targets that whether I hit them or not, traveling towards those targets will be moving me in the right direction. And in theory, the aspirations on the end of those targets, whether it's like a subscriber number or a revenue number for the business or whatever it might be, they're not going to change. And if I pass them, then those numbers can go up. But like they're good North Stars, whereas other goals in the list, I'm sure will change, right? There are things in there where I'm like, yeah, this is this is a great motivator for just turned 27 year old me in January. But like I keep saying, because this this was like the biggest revelation I had last year because I reviewed it so deeply on both halves of the year. A year is a long time. And there are things in that list that, and I can't tell you which things because that's how this works, right? But there were things in that list in Dublin a couple of weeks ago 
that seem incredible, that are massive motivators, that simply will not inspire me or will not be relevant this time next year. And so reviewing that is important. And then the second big takeaway that I took from that reviewing period and that I need to roll into my life this year. And I spoke about this also recently on the podcast, but I've kind of shaped my thoughts around this a little bit more is finding ways to be more consistent with habits and with direction and with goals, right? With doing, let's summarize it like that. Be more consistent at doing because there are things which I do 90% of the time, right? Which are fine. Like when I come into the office, other than on the odd day when I just can't be fucked because we all have those days, if I'm being really honest, like I will come into the office and I will work and everything will be okay. That's fine, right? Areas like that are taken care of. Similarly with the podcast, for the most part, at least, although there are little periods where it's a bit bumpy because burnout and whatever, but for the most part, the podcast gets done. But then let's look at the themes that we've spoken about over the last year of things that haven't been so good, whether it's nutrition, whether it's going to the gym, whether it's going on walks, whether it's, I don't know, journaling. I find massive value in journaling or reading, but I don't do them consistently. And so trying to understand this year what I need to do differently to do more of the same. Now that sounds like a paradox, right? What do I need to do differently to do more of the same? But I'll be honest with you, nothing that I'm going to do this year, whether it's habits, whether it's goals, whether it's targets, whatever, is really that different to what I was doing last year. Like you're not suddenly going to see a whole new new year, new me. It's not that. Like I just want to be more consistent with moving towards the kinds of goals that I had last year. Because one of the big reasons why I didn't reach what I believe was my true potential last year, why I didn't go all the way, why I didn't close out some of those feedback loops is because when I zoom out again, when I have that perspective of a year rather than a day or a week to review, I just wasn't consistent, right? I was consistent in the short term, whether it was producing content, whether it was going to the gym, whatever, we can use endless numbers of examples. But it was in the moments where I stopped for whatever reason. Um, I was talking to Adam and Peter in the group chat about this the other day, actually. Like a good example is I'm on a roll. I'm having like a nice string of good days of like all the habits falling into place and like progress is being made and that's great. But then like a, a travel plan for a meeting comes out of nowhere or there's a difficult week in the business or I don't know, I like there's burnout from trying to do 75 hard, which railed me for like months afterwards. It's in those moments where I stop that I need to get better at either just not stopping, which would be ideal, right? If I can find ways to to live in a more sustainable way generally so that I don't need to stop or having a better reset process. And I've spoken about this in the past, but never really picked it up, never really worked it out. Having a process or a system that I know can get me back to zero, right? Get me back to being ready to go again sooner because I kind of for as much as I shit on willpower and motivation, if I'm honest, lots of what I've relied on in my life so far is willpower and motivation, right? Because when there's momentum, as I always speak about, it's really easy to do things. When you have willpower, when you're motivated, really easy to do things. But try feeling motivated when you've just like hit a brick wall, right? Or when you're really busy and you feel like you don't have the energy to fit everything in. It's difficult. And Last year was proof for me, if I needed it, that those things cannot be relied upon. They just can't, right? So being more consistent to me comes down to two things. The first is 
the systems in place. So things like recurring events in my calendar mean that if I want to put off an important task, like a, a pattern related task that I know I need to be doing every week for the business internally, or going to the gym four times a week, or producing content like this, because these events are in my calendar recurringly already, it means that if I want to put one of these off, I need to physically move that entry, that calendar entry where I've said I'm going to do this thing at this time on this day and I need to move it or I need to delete it. Now that sounds like nothing, but having the default state in your calendar built around all of the things that you know you need to do to move towards your goals, A, just sets you up for doing them more often, I imagine, because they're there already. You don't need to think about it. You can't forget things like you just build your other tasks, your other events around that schedule that already exists, the recurring events that happen every day or every week, whatever it might be. But then number two, when you have to physically say no to something, right? When the default state is, yes, I am going to do this. And you have to click on the little entry in Google Calendar or whatever you use, and then like edit it, move it across or delete it. Say, actually, although I said that this year I'm going to do this thing every week, I'm not doing it this week it almost causes you to pause, stop and justify it, right? Am I really going to put off this thing that I said I'm going to do every week? Am I really going to throw this away? What is the reason? Is the reason good enough? Is there another way I can do it? Can I move it to another day to make sure it gets done and so on? So those kind of systems are important. And then the second thing, this is something I've been thinking about a lot recently. I've been reading the book Genius Foods, which is really interesting on this topic. But uh, my conversation that you'll hear next week with Paul Mort also covers this. He has a really great piece on this is that rather than trying to manage time this year, I want to focus more on trying to manage energy. Because if I look at the times when I'm not doing what I want to be doing, right? When I'm perhaps not making as much progress as I could be making, it's never really because I'm running out of time. Because other than the extreme, like late November, when all of our clients are doing Black Friday and life is genuinely just a mess, in November and it probably will be this year again that's fine like that's an exception other than in those periods I know that I do have the time to do the things I want to do because in the weeks when I do them I do them right the time is there it exists I know this the energy however isn't always there and this is probably the same with you right if you look at the reason why you didn't achieve the things last year that you wanted to achieve it's probably nothing to do with the fact that you didn't have time, that you couldn't manage your time. And it was probably everything to do with the fact that you didn't have and couldn't manage your energy. And I don't mean energy in some like moon phases, Mercury and retrograde nonsense. I mean energy in a literal sense that we all feel a certain way every day, which decides whether we feel up to doing something or not, right? Whether that's have we had enough sleep? Do we feel tired? Whether that's have we eaten a massive meal in the middle of the day and therefore feel really fatigued because our body's digesting stuff? Are we dehydrated, which is making us feel unable to do what we need to do? Have we not had enough movement, which is just making us feel a bit groggy? All of these things, right? Managing your energy, or in my case, managing my energy this year, is the way I'm going to be able to invent more time. And having the energy and in turn the time to do the things I need to do is the only way I'm going to do what I want to get done. And so they're the two things really that I've learned from this reviewing the year process. The first is having reviews more often to make sure that I'm actually sticking to the goals I want to stick to. And the second is working out how to be more consistent and how to manage my 
my energy, I guess. Uh, so they're, they're the things I'm going to be focusing on this year. I won't go into my specific goals because, I mean, if nothing else, they're just a bit personal, right? It'd be weird for me to list off everything I want to achieve this year publicly like this. But they're broken down into all the same categories as last year. Uh, and like I say, in the show notes, I'll make sure it's the top link if you want to go and watch the video on exactly how I reviewed last year, how I planned this year. Because by the way, if you're listening to this soon after it came out, I do not think now is too late for you to plan your year, right? If you're thinking, you know what, I didn't have a chance over Christmas or the new year to plan and review things, so I'm just not going to do it. For the next 12 months, I'm just going to wing life. That's a worse outcome than planning your year two years, sorry, planning your year two weeks late. So definitely go watch that video, check it out, plan your year, you'll thank yourself. And then the third thing that kind of came about from all of this is slightly unrelated. I, I, I don't know where I heard this first. There's the saying, and I think it comes from the military, and I may have heard it on Jocko Willink's podcast, maybe, the idea that slow is smooth and smooth is fast. No, I heard it in Ryan Holiday's book, uh, Discipline is Destiny. Slow is smooth and smooth is fast, right? The idea that if you try and rush things, if you don't allow enough time for something to be complete or your attention, your energy is split between a bunch of things, you're trying to move quickly, you actually in turn move slowly because you do bad work, you have to go back and check things, you drop balls, stuff gets messy, right? So trying to move too quickly, trying to do too much causes you to actually do worse, to slow down. Whereas going slowly, i.e. taking the time you need to, to properly and diligently complete each task in your life, whether it's work or personal or family, whatever it is, focusing solely on one thing at a time and doing it correctly, right? Doing that is smooth, i.e things go smoothly. And when things are going smoothly, everything goes really fast because you have to do each thing once and you know it's done properly and you've given it the attention it needs, right? And so that's something I'm trying to stick to this year. Just as a side note, because in the times when I was motivated and had momentum and all this stuff last year, I was trying to squeeze a hell of a lot into a day or a week. And when it goes well, it goes well. But when it doesn't, you know, when you don't complete something properly or you need to re-go over something or, I don't know, you need to move something in your schedule. And then you're trying to fit that extra work into an already ridiculous schedule because you've overplanned the next day or the next week, whatever it might be. Things get messy. So I'm trying to just not slow down in as much as do less, but just set time limits, set time blocks in my calendar more intentionally, focus on one thing at a time and not beat myself up for only doing maybe three or four key big tasks a day right you don't need to get nine things done every day like you will get done what you get done regardless so just give each task the time it needs they are the three things that i am taking into this year and i think that's really the summary of reviewing the last year or so um to be honest other than that the past few weeks since we last spoke have been they've been eventful but not that exciting if that makes sense like there was lots of life admin stuff over christmas and the new year sorting stuff in the house setting up you know, systems and whatever else, just kind of dealing with stuff that was difficult to deal with in the the last few months of last year because it was so busy with the business. Um, went to a few gigs, went to see Fred again at Brixton. I think that was after we last spoke, sorry, before we last spoke. I can't really remember. Um, what else have I done? Went to see Stormzy, went to see Fred again at Skrillex a couple of days ago in London. Like it's just been, it's been a nice few weeks. And also I've started this year on the previous point, I've started this year quite slowly, intentionally, if that makes sense. So I, like, I'm not even going to the gym until tomorrow. But I, the first week of this year, 
I've just kind of set very small, very slow foundations. I'll start going to the gym next week and then introduce some stuff the next week and so on. Like rather than trying to do everything all at once and have two really good weeks and then crash, I've kind of done the opposite where I'm like introducing things slowly. So to be honest, there's not that much to update you on. Um, Guests, I'm just looking at my notes down here. I wrote some notes before I did this to remember everything I need to say. Uh, guest episodes are back from next week so the order of the guests has now been decided for the four episodes that are so far recorded so next week you're going to hear my conversation with paul mort and then in three weeks time it's going to be floyd woodrow and then two weeks after that will be david robson and then two weeks after that will be moshi bar which will bring us until the end of february and then i have a stonking list of dream guests that i'm trying to reach out to and book this year i've made a list of 25 dream guests my goal this year is to record with five of them, so just over one per quarter. Um, I literally only started that outreach two days ago, so there's no update yet, but guests are back. We are back. It's good to be back. I think that's everything I have to update you on. Um, yeah, that's it. Listen, thank you for bearing with me whilst this podcast has been away for, been away for a few weeks. It's good to have you back. Like I said at the beginning, I do hope that you had a good Christmas, a good New Year. I really hope that you're excited for this year i'm excited for this year it's going to be tough for all of us right with everything going on in the world this isn't going to be the easiest the most blissful year but i do think that whatever your situation uh, your mindset and just believing that this year holds potential believing that you can do more this year is what will make this year worthwhile because the second you give up on a year right whether it's in march and you've kind of got bored of your new year's resolutions or it's like july and it's summer and you're like yeah you know what i've kind of done what i can do this year or it's towards the end of the year and there's like 60 days left like at whatever point you give up on the year the year gives up on you right so for as long and i'm telling myself this more than you as long as you can hold on to the belief that in this year here you can get stuff done right this can be your year this can be the year that you do the things that you've told yourself year after year you're going to do if you believe that Every single day when you wake up, especially if you have a list of goals, go and do it. If you haven't, make a list of goals, believe that you can hit those goals this year and then just wake up every day, perhaps with a naivety, right? Be a little bit naive. Just tell yourself, this is the year I'll do these things. If you're making progress towards them, what, 250 days of the year, you're going to get a hell of a lot more done than if today you say, I'm not going to review my year. I'm not going to plan my year. Or in a couple of weeks, you say, give up on the year or go again, right? Just make a list make a plan, work towards it. I promise you, we will all have a much better year if we do that. That is everything. Thank you as always for listening. You'll hear my conversation with Paul Mort next week. So I will see you back here this time next week for episode number 148 of Life and Lessons. See you then. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.